today and the next two Sundays, today's the 7th, the 14th, and the 21st, um, I'm going to bring a word to you kind of in reverse. Um, and the title of my message, my message is the, the Perfect Expression. The Perfect Expression. Jesus is the perfect expression. And um, we're going to start in Hebrews chapter 1. And today and the next two Sundays, we're going <clears> to <throat> share some things, um, maybe in a little bit different way, but talking about who he is and the expression that he is. Think about that word. Look that word up and meditate on that word. Jesus himself is the perfect expression. And that's what we're going to talk about and look at in the next few services as we lead up to uh, Christmas time and, 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 and really understanding what Christmas is about. I mean, you know, Christmas is about one thing to one person, but Christmas can be another thing to other people. And... Some people don't even believe in Christmas or celebrate Christmas or even understand Christmas as many people that just think that Christmas is about the tree. And it is. But they think it's just about the tree and presents and, you know, a time to be off from work and, and those kind of things. But, but Christmas and what Christmas is to us has an expression to it. And we're going to talk about that expression and how perfect that that expression is. We're going to look starting in Hebrews chapter 1. Um, Jesus is the perfect expression of himself. He, he, is, he is the final word until the end of this age. He's the perfect expression, and he is the final word. He's the perfect expression, and he is the final word until the end of this age. There is, there is nothing else to be said apart from him. There is no other name that is named that is above his name. <clears throat> so he is perfect in, his na- in, in nature, but his expression is perfect. And it's all summed up in who he is. And what you and I have a responsibility to do is to understand who he is and how it relates to us day to day. Um, in Hebrews 1, Hebrews 1 I need somebody to get my glasses. Yeah, I, I need you. To, would you get those, Lee? Thank you. I think they're in my bathroom. That's real personal, right? <clears throat> yeah, too much information. But he'd never find them if I didn't say that. <clears throat> um, my eyes are healed, by the way. 
My eyes are healed. That's what I say over my eyes all the time. They're healed. They're healed. I'm going to use my glasses at the moment, but my eyes are healed in the name of Jesus. But Hebrews 1 and verse 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the worlds. Thank you very much. So, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. That, that's how he spoke before. One of the ways that he spoke to us that people, I think, sometimes still think he speaks to us, but, but one of the ways that he spoke to us was like through the Ten Commandments. You know, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. And so, in our minds, we think that God is a God of do's and don'ts. You do, you do, you do, you do, you don't, you don't, you don't, you do. Uh-oh, I did, but I shouldn't have, right? And so, God's just this God of do's and don'ts, constantly do's, don'ts, do, don't, do, don't, do, don't. And, and He spoke to us that way in the prophets beforehand. It's the way God spoke to humanity. But... The Scripture says here in verse 2 that He has in these last days spoken to us by His Son. It's a new way. And it's a new day. And the message to us now is through His Son. This is the time of the year when we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And the birth of Jesus was a perfect expression of to humanity, and humanity didn't even know it. I mean, some people knew that there was, there was the coming Messiah, and the Jews knew of this coming Messiah, but many of them thought that he was coming in on a white horse, and he was going to take over, and all these kind of things. But the Bible is very clear, and the prophets were very clear in the way that he would come. And he became this perfect expression. And it's a, it's, it's a new message that is here today for you and I that we have to embrace. Not, not something that is based on the old, but it's something that's brand new. And actually, the message to us is brand new every day. It never gets old. It never gets tiring. It never, it never gets boring if we allow it to speak to us on a day-to-day basis. So, God has in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed the heir of all things. He's the creator of all things. And we're going to back all this up in Scripture as we look through a few verses today. But He's the heir of all things. He's the creator of all things through whom also He made the worlds. Verse 3, Who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person. 
the perfect expression. Jesus, the perfect expression. Who being who? Jesus, the one who, in who God is speaking to the world through. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. The brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. The word brightness there in the Greek is effulgence. Effulgence. Brightness. Effulgence. You know, if you look in a mirror at yourself, and let's just say as you're looking in the mirror that there's not good lighting around the mirror. So you're looking at yourself and you're seeing one thing, but all of a sudden, when you turn on brightness and lights in the mirror, you can see more about yourself. See, when you're looking in a mirror and, you're, and it's a little dimmer, you can be a little slimmer. Right? Uh, you can look a whole lot better. You can look at yourself front on and you can think it's all that. Right? But then all of a sudden, then you see yourself for who you really are. And He is that brightness. The expressed, perfect image. The perfect image of who God is. There's no question through Him, there's no question who God is. There's no question about God. There's no question about what God can do when we see God through Him. If we're still seeing God and hearing God through the prophets of old. We're still seeing God and hearing God through don't do this, don't do that, can't do this, can do that. Constantly viewing God in, in, in that form of an expression. We're not going to see God in His fullness. You'll, you'll get bits and pieces. You know, when you see people, and, I, and I, I, don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but when you see people warring and fighting and going after each other over the Ten Commandments, I, I, know, I know what people are doing. I mean, there are people that are trying to extract God, <laughs> but you can't extract God. <laughs> You, he, he's the perfect image. And the God that I know today, I don't know through the Ten Commandments. You got one amen out of that. We don't know God through the Ten Commandments today. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want them to, you know, rip out different things in Washington and the walls and the buildings and scriptures that are up there and all that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against it. I'm just saying, I'm not fighting for the Ten Commandments. I'm fighting the good fight of faith. I'm fighting and, and, and warring for the revelation in my life of who God is and that perfect expression coming to me and empowering me to understand how to deal with life and how to deal with people. He is the perfect expression. He is the effulgence, the brightness of God's glory. And he upholds all things. He upholds all things. He upholds how much? All things. He upholds all things 
by the word of his power. He upholds all things by the word of his power. He upholds all things by the word of his power. Man. You know, um, I definitely don't understand this, but in my very shallow and brief study of trying to understand atoms, scientists don't understand atoms. In all of the studies and all through the years and all the minds put together, they can't understand atoms. Very difficult for them to understand how that an atom works, how the, the, the energies and the neutrons that are rolling around and streaming around, how, how to connect those, the, all of that energy together, it, it, it's, it's not understood. But when they, when they got to a place of somewhat of understanding and they split an atom, what happened? It created an atom bomb. What did that atom bomb accomplish? Mass destruction. You see the pictures and the videos of the mass destructions of what the atom bomb did and how it destroyed humanity. I mean, not just cities, but whole regions. And the capability of that. But, but if, if you can... What they have learned is that if, if you can condense it, if you can bring it together and use it in a good way, you can light whole cities and whole nations and empower whole nations because it's moving in the right direction. Isn't that right? Because, because they've, they've brought it together and made it work in a positive way instead of a negative way. Right? But God upholds all of that. All of that is upheld by the word of God's power. What about our solar system here? How we live and operate in this solar system and how, you know, everything turns in order. Everything. By the word of his power. Everything is in place. How, how does the moon and the sun stay where they're at? How do we rotate around the moon the way we do the, the, the earth and around the sun? How, how does everything stay in its place by the word of his power? You know, I was reading this article the other day about, um, about um, global warming. <laughs> this guy in this article, you can think what you want to about global warming, but in this article, this guy is talking about how they're going to save the planet through battery-powered cars. And, and I thought, the, the God of this book right here upholds all things by the word of his power, not by a battery. <laughs> I mean, he created the atom, and what all of man can't do to even figure out how it operates, they, they, they know the results of it, but they don't even know how it operates, and yet he upholds everything by the word of his power, by the words. 
that created. God said, and there was light. God said, and this thing was created. And God said, and the waters were divided. And God said, and everything is upheld by that. The end times that, the, the, the end of times or the end of this dispensation of time that you and I live in, that we operate in, in this dispensation of time, there's many things that the Bible talks about. That there'll be wars and rumors of wars. That there'll be storms and, and, and great weather catastrophes and, and, and all kinds of evil in the earth. And there'll be a, there'll be a rapture and, and, and that it's talked about in Scripture. And there's other ideas or other methods that people think that God is coming back, but there's a millennial reign, and then at the end of all this thing, we're going to reign with Him here, and we'll reign with Him in eternity. How does all that happen? By the word of His power. And He is the perfect expression of that word empowering all of humanity today, of everything being in place, everything happening. There's, there's not anything on planet earth that's going to happen to this planet that's not already upheld by the power of God's Word. The strength of His Word. And that's what you and I have to receive that expression on a day-to-day basis. We've got to understand it more and more. All of this... All of this is a result of relationship. And, and, and I want to, I said all that I said right there because I, I want to drive about two points home here in just the next few minutes that I want, I want you to get a hold of. And I want you to see in these few scriptures that we're going to read. We're talking today about Jesus being the perfect expression in our lives. And I, and I, wanna, I, wanna, I want us to see and to realize how important it is that we understand that our life, as I said earlier, it's not this, this religious world of do's and don'ts, but it's, it's a life of relationship. It's a, it's a life of connecting with this expression of who God is in our lives so that we can express who God is to other people's lives, so that people can be saved and healed and delivered and set free. Yesterday I was, I don't know where I heard this, I don't think I saw it, I think I heard it, it must have been... Must have had a radio station on or something. I heard this, but I heard that that the flu vaccine this year is the is this vaccine is for the wrong strain. They misdiagnosed the strain of the flu this year. I don't know if you heard that or not, but they misdiagnosed it so. The flu vaccine is not going to work very well for people this year. And so, so what they say, I don't know who they are, but who they, what they say is that more people 
are going to be in the hospital because of the flu this year, and more people are going to die this year from the flu than ever before. That's what was said. I heard it with my own ears. You heard that? At least two of us have. So, so all things have been upheld by the power of his word. All things. Everybody say all things. Look at this verse, and don't ever forget this verse. It's found in, found a couple of places, but it's in Philippians 2. Just look at this real quick. Philippians 2 and verse 9. Therefore God also has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him, Jesus, the name which is above every name. He is the perfect expression of everything. I'm going to say it to you again. He is the perfect expression of everything. He is healing personified. He is that. And now, in this day, in this dispensation of time, God is speaking to us through that perfect expression. And that expression expresses truth. Just follow with me just real quickly. Look with me in John 14. I'm just going to drive these two points home that I see as very important. John 14 and verse 6. And John moved. There he is. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Remember when Jesus, when the children of Israel challenged Moses, and Moses went to God and he said, who do I tell him sent me? He said, you tell him I am sent you. I am. God said, I am. Right here, Jesus said in verse 6, I am. Notice down a ways in verse 8, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it's sufficient for us. Jesus said, I am. In verse 7, he says, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on, you know him and have seen him. If you know me, you know the Father. He's the perfect expression of who the Father is. So in other words, whatever Jesus said, that's what the Father would say. And I'll even go farther than that. Whatever Jesus said, that's what the Father said, because he said, I only say those things I hear from my Father. So Father spoke those things. So whatever Father says, Jesus said, he's that perfect expression. And now, in this day and time, It's not God speaking to us through the prophets. It's not God speaking through us through some religious, you know, formation of do's and don'ts and can'ts and could be's and someday and maybe if you do enough, this will happen. No, now he's speaking to us through his son. And his son has done the work. 
verse 10. Notice what he said. Do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. No, 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 watch this. Watch this. It looks like that the writer here misplaced some words. Because notice what he said. The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. The words, the works. The words, the works, it's like, what do you mean, words or works? Yes. Did he mean words or works? Yes. Did he mean words or works? Yes. Words and works. They're together. You can't separate. If you believe his word, the works will follow. If you believe his word, the works follow. If you and I believe what Jesus, the living word, is and has said, if we believe that perfect expression, then the works follow. They'll always follow if we believe the word. Not just know what the word says, but to believe the word. Watch what he says. Believe me that I'm in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the what works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because where? I go to my Father. These greater works will manifest because I have gone to my Father. And why will they work for you? Because you believe that's where he's at. And you believe in him and you believe in the Father. What did Philip say? Show us the Father and that's good enough. No, no, no. No, if you believe me to know the Father, to see the Father, to understand the Father, the nature of the Father, you have to understand and embrace the perfect expression. God's perfect expression to humanity was His Son Jesus, and that perfect expression is embraced through your and my relationship with Him through that living Word being a part of us. It's not religion. It's relationship. It's not a set of laws of do's and don'ts. It's a relationship to understand what we're liberated to do. The last thing I'm going to share with you today will lead us into the the next message is to me the most liberating statement that there is in defining what that perfect expression is. But I'm not there yet. So, back up a few pages to John 1. John 1 and verse 1. I I know today, I know today, and everybody in here can say this at one level or another, I know today what I believe. I know today what I believe. 
But to believe for greater things, I've got to go deeper. And going deeper with God is not a labor. Going deeper with God is a choice. I'm going to say it again. Going deeper with God is not a labor. It's a choice. And when I choose to go deeper in my understanding of God, what's waiting for me, what's waiting for me, is this perfect expression. John 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. What's the next two words? Verse 3. All things. All things. All things are upheld by the power of His Word, the Word of His power. All things. Verse 3 here. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. (laughs) Nothing was made that was made. Without him, we would have nothing. With him, we have all things. And watch this next verse. And in him, in this perfect expression, was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines into the darkness and destroys the darkness. But without Him, all things were made by Him, but without Him, nothing is made that was made. Think of the things that have been made. You were made, not without Him. Hmm? You were made, but not without Him. If it hadn't been for Him, you wouldn't be here. I don't know about you, but that's something to be thankful for. You, you ever watch the movie, the Christmas movie, White Christmas? Oh, yeah. White Christmas. And in there, Bing Crosby's ministering to this woman drawing this woman in and he sings her the song how's that song go come on sing it counting your blessings come on give give, give Josh a hand (laughs) yeah I I didn't even tell him to be ready for that. (laughs) Come on, Josh. Yeah, now. That perfect expression. But just just think about that little song. Counting your blessings. Being thankful for the things that you have, not focused on the things you don't have. You wouldn't be here without him. Thank him for it. You'd have no ability to even think without Him. Thank Him for it. 
And when, and when, and when uh, you know, when your thinking starts, you start having trouble with your thinking, begin to thank Him because the Bible says you have the mind of Christ. So you can think the thoughts of God and not be forgetful and not lose your mind like people say you can, you know. And I know people have lost their minds. And I know that people expect to lose their minds. And I know people talk about losing their minds. And there's this expectation that, you know, as you get to a certain age, you're going to lose your mind. But we're talking about the one who is the perfect expression that upholds all things by the word of his power. If I believe it. Right? If I believe it. Stay with me as I read these last two passages. Luke 1. Verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what matter of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, her relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. The angel departed. How was Jesus conceived? Two parts. Two parts. He was conceived by the power of of the triune being, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Father, Word, and Holy Ghost, because nothing has been created. Nothing has been created or made that was not made by the Word of God. you got to think about this and not let your mind go tilt on this one. He was created by himself as a result of a woman believing. The highest overshadowed her. The creation of that child happened through the power of God's word. 
and the Word became flesh. But I'm telling you, it didn't happen with her without her believing. So be it according to the Word of the Father. Jesus told Philip, if you see me, you've seen the Father. Today, I'm telling you, if you see Jesus through this Word, you've seen the Father. And the revelation that comes from up on high to you and I today is directly related to the fact that you and I believe that what God says is so, is so. Directly related to that. The conception, the life, or, or, or the... Or the the conception and the, and the pregnancy and then the birth and the delivery of this life to the world was the most confusing thing that's ever happened. And people didn't understand it and they didn't receive it. And, and I mean, it sent people in all kinds of different directions, got people wanting to murder this child because of who they couldn't figure out who he was. But just the, just, just the words that it could be something that had to do with God, Herod wanted this child murdered. But it was life itself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. It sent such mass confusion to planet Earth. Why? Because life was coming back to inside of mankind. So now that perfect expression is expressed through Dale. Through Preston. Sandra and Brian and Eve and every single one of you that are sitting here today and anybody that believes, anybody that believes, this expression now is expressed through us because of what he accomplished. Mary first believed, and now as we believe, what she believed for will work on our, our behalf. Can you say amen? Man. Glory to God. Huh? So nine months after his conception, he was born. 30 years of preparation and building himself so that Luke chapter 4 and verse 16, he could say this. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. and As was his custom, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath and he stood up and he read this. He was handed the book of the prophet. Notice, he went to church as was his custom. He always went to church. And he was given this book of the prophet Isaiah. When he had opened the book, he found the place, gosh, where it's written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. He closed the book, gave it back to the attendant. He sat down. Eyes of the whole synagogue were fixed on him, and he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And what he was saying is, Now you don't have to get it from the prophets. Now you're going to get it through me. Hmm? 
You don't get it through the prophets anymore. Now it's going to come, this expression of who God, who heaven really is, who the God of heaven is, is going to come through me. And he told Philip, if you, he said, show us the Father, it's enough. No, you see me, and you understand me, and you believe in me, you'll see the Father. And now, now, people, now, today, 37 plus years after I was first born again, I know the Father to a certain level because of the expression of who God is through His Word. And where my earthly father didn't measure up, and he didn't come through in certain areas, and and there were times in my life when I blamed him or he wasn't enough here. No, no, no. See, all that's gone because it's all wrapped up and fulfilled now in my heavenly father. And through my heavenly Father, all those needs are met. So now all the people that didn't do for me, I can love them and forgive them. And the, and, and the people that I didn't do for, they can love and forgive me too. Get saved. No. <laughs> Hurry up and get saved so you can forgive me. You know, you know what I'm saying? We, we, don't have to hold, we don't have to hold on to the things of the past. We don't have to hold on to all the unforgiveness. Now because of that perfect expression. The perfect expression. And here's my last point. Just go read uh, Go read the Great Commission in Mark 16, from 15 on. He said, these signs shall follow those who believe. You'll do all these things, cast out devils, speak with other tongues, lay hands on the sick and see them recover, and on and on and on. That's the Great Commission to those who believe. Everybody say with me today, I am a believer. So, so if you're a believer, then that relates to you. All those things relate to you and, and on and on. And the works that he did, you'll do in even greater works because he went to the Father. He sat down at his right hand, said it's finished, and now we can do those works. See, as we believe those things, we do those works because of the perfect expression. But here's my definition, and I end with this. My definition of the perfect expression Back in, back in John 1, and I'll end with this. Here's, here's the definition of the perfect expression. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Right? You ready for this? You ready for this? Here's the perfect expression. The perfect expression is summarized not in a a whole gamut of and, and legalistic, religious do's and don'ts and I can't and, and oh my gosh and, and feeling that I'm not forgiven and feeling like I'm not appreciated and feeling like I, I've let people down or I've let this situation or whatever. Not, not in those things. And trying to gain my way to a place of forgiveness. No. No, the perfect expression is summarized in the 14th verse. And the Word became flesh. And He dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. The perfect expression is summarized in the fullness of grace and truth. 
Amen? We don't hear the prophets anymore. We don't, we don't have to have the rituals anymore. We don't have to kill the lambs, the, 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 the spotless lambs. We don't have to make sacrifice day to day. We don't have to year to year have sacrifices and the high priests go in and sacrifice for our sins and all the mistakes and the things we didn't know. No. The Word became flesh and He dwelt among us and He's the brightness. He's the effulgence of the Father the brightness of the glory of the Father and who the Father is. And He's constantly, every day, illuminating grace to you. Illuminating truth to you. Illuminating who He is and what He came here for. And this time of the year is we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. You can't celebrate the birth without celebrating the life and the crucifixion, and the death, and the burial, and the resurrection, and the ascension, and the sitting down upon high. You can't celebrate the birth without the whole package. Amen? And you and I, you and I have been so privileged in this day and hour to be able to receive the whole package. Amen? It's a package. It's a package deal. Yes, he was born, but he was born by faith. He was born and created by the power of the Word, and the Word became the Son. I'm going to say it again. He was created by the power of the Word, and the Word became the Son. And the Son did His part, and He lived and He operated, and He did all that He was created to do, and now that perfect expression has healed us. He's delivered us. He's prospered us. He's empowered us. He's set us in a position where, with Him that we don't deserve. It's only because of the blood. The blood, the body of Jesus Christ, the choices that He made have positioned you and I. And I'm telling you what, folks, we cannot be defeated. Today I'm declaring to you that you're forgiven. You're set free. God has liberated you. There's nothing that can hold you back. Your dreams, your visions, your desires that he's put in you, they will come to pass. These are the promises of God's word. They will come to pass. They will come to pass because of the perfect expression. Amen and amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, today we thank you dearly, dearly, that we can call you Father, we can call you Daddy, we can connect with you. And even where, where our earthly fathers or parents or, or people in authority in our lives, where they failed us, you've never failed us. People will fail people, but you've never failed us and you never will. You said you'd never leave us nor forsake us to the ends of the earth. And today, Lord, we rejoice and we're so grateful for the birth of Jesus who became that perfect expression. We're so grateful for the time that he spent for 30 years in preparation and learning to know you. He, he took the time to have to do something that he didn't have to do because he already was the Word of God, but he became the Son of Man so that we could be delivered and set free. We thank you for his life. We thank you for the years of ministry, the three years of ministry. And, and, and giving us examples of what can happen and, and then to 
leave us with the works that I did. You'll do an even greater works because I've empowered you. And for his death and the choice to die for us, the choice to forgive us, the choice to empower us, as he chose that and he rose on the third day, no one else has ever risen, no other God has ever risen with power. He rose in power and he's empowered us, went to the right hand of you, Father, and he sat down at your right hand and he's there and we thank you and we give you glory and praise. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who has empowered us with that power. Today, Father, there's people all over this community, all over the places that we, each and every one of us go. We've been empowered to be a blessing. So I thank you for empowering your people to be blessed, to be blessings to other people. We just give you all the praise today and the glory. And everybody said amen Amen. and amen. Just say this after me today. I'm a child of God. I'm born of the Spirit of God. I'm filled with the Spirit of God. Life and truth and health and prosperity are part of the package deal. I am part of the package. I receive the package, I believe the Word of God, and I expect the works to follow. Today is a great day, and I declare that something good is happening to me today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, shout, Amen, somebody.